good people. It's Reg. It's Stone. And right about now, I am nominating myself to be a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> I believe mm-hmm. the time has come that we need to come from the shadows, stop being left behind. I have no law degree. I've got no qualifications, but luckily that's a positive in this administration. Dude, and I and I will happily play the fake Sambo <laughs> up until I get nominated. Then I'm passing a whole bunch of shit on some like Kendrick Lamar out front album cover type shit. Bro, just just watch uh, my cousin Vinny, man, and you're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all I need to mad law and order, bro. That's that's yeah, all I, I, yeah. I, for all these years. Whew, I'm a nail. I'm a nail it. Oh man, uh, R.I.P. the R.B.G. R.I.P. the R.B.G. The, the the only the only like justice that appear, like almost could have a, a mixtape. Almost, almost. Like, the no- notorious R.B.G. like was a thing, and yeah, I wasn't mad it's, at that. It's it it was, but it was it, it was a weird uh, it was a weird cultural appropriation though. Like 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 I, I could I, I, like. <laughs> I don't think was there ever a Ruth Gainsburg bar ever said in hip hop. I mean, somebody somewhere might have, but I can't. I, I I'll be Gainsburg is a hard fucking. <laughs> that's really hard to kind of put that in the fucking rhyme. <laughs> like it, it doesn't flow of like guns. It doesn't flow of like water. It doesn't flow of like love. It's like Gainsburg. I don't know. I tried. I can't even think of a fucking bar right about now. <laughs> Oh man. Uh anyway. And uh, and, and on uh, positive news, you know, <laughs> on the eve of this podcast, you know, I, I felt bad because around midnight, one of the big gossip stories, you know, Tori Lanes, Tori Lanes <laughs> said he was gonna break his silence at, at, at midnight Eastern, which caused a, a shitload of angry Fucking frustrated writers have to have to stay up late night to hear him drop what could arguably be. I won't say it's probably it's, I'm not going to be say it's the worst concept album of all time, but it's definitely the worst concept of a concept album of all time. Is it, is it a concept album? It's I, 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 I make an argument 17 tracks of arguing that you're not a fuckboy. <laughs> And that your innocence <laughs> <laughs> of basically shooting your friend <laughs> at your haters. I, it's like, it's weird. It's like, it's something where it's, it's, it's such a fascinatingly bad idea that I find it fascinating because it's like, first of all, you know, the lawyers were pissed. The PR oh, firm was pissed. Of course. It's, it's just the idea of where, all right, cool. You got to say a piece. Say a piece in like fucking like a 30 second, no 30 second, three minute rap song, three minute hip hop song, three minute sing song. You can sing it if you want to. But my, my man had a full <laughs> like hour plus of just fucking thematic like, like just it's it's such a bizarre fucking idea that like it's like I said, it's almost like a car crash. Like you have to, you, you know, it's bad, but you kind of slow down just to look at it. Yeah, so I, I told you before this podcast, I probably wouldn't have listened to this album uh, if it wasn't for this podcast, and I had to give the people what they want. You know, we have to talk about your boy, Tory Lanez. Um, look, so I, I'm very conflicted by this album. Uh, first off, the timing is terrible, right? Um, we just saw that Breonna Taylor did not get justice this week, right? 
Um, so it's a killing of a black woman and then you a shooting of a black woman. And then you like drop this album, basically denigrating a black woman <laughs> for saying you, she got shot. Like that all happened in the same week. Like the timing's off fam. Um, but look, I, I think the album is actually, and look, I might get docs for this, but it's kind of fire. Like, I, you know, it, 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 it is, Look, I like it. I like hip hop at its angriest, and like I like the first three, four tracks were just like mad fire, just like everybody's getting shots, you know. And I feel like it, the, 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 like I don't know, like there's a, there's a, there's a thing with these Canadian dudes where like you piss them off, man. Like they go in their little cave and they come <laughs> back, and they're just like they're just going after everybody, you know. Like like it, it, you know. Um, but my problem is. Uh, after track nine or ten, I'm just like, okay, dude, I get it. You you say you're innocent, like, oh, okay, dude, like, I I like, okay, okay, like, okay, fam, like, you have haters, okay, man, like, you know, because it's like it's, it becomes it's like what like 17 tracks or something like that. It's yeah, it's like, insane. It's it's it, yeah, yeah, and they're all kind of repeating the same theme to the point where you know it just it just draws on. And I feel like, yeah, you're right. Like, this could have been a diss track. This could have been, like, going on, like, your iPhone and posting in the notes and taking a screenshot and posting on IG. Because <laughs> that, that's what the kids do. The, the official medium. <laughs> the official press release. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it, it was it was a... It was a it was extra. Let's just put it this way. It, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of extra. It's, and, uh, yeah... Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. All right, like, uh, I, all right. So as an artist, the thing is, so I, my history of Tori, Tori Lanez, is the idea of where years ago, a couple of friends of mine dragged me to an EDM show and he was playing. So I was like, and I knew about him. So I saw him perform and I was like, oh, even though I know any of these songs, even though I'm not a big fan, dude is, you know, busting his ass off. He's singing, he's fucking rapping, he's fucking crowd surfing, yada, yada, yada. Later on, we fast forward, and I remember, remember Bad Barbie? Yeah. That, that, yeah, Bad Barbie. So I remember out of nowhere on my fucking social media feed, everybody's just like, yo, maybe she actually has bars. So I go click on this song, and fucking, you know, she's doing really well. Hard-ass beat. This is fucking pop, 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 pop. This is a hard-ass trap song. And then fucking he pops on. And it's, and it's actually a good song. And you can see that, oh, this dude knows. Because no way she wrote those bars. But he basically... <laughs> You know, took this little talentless person, put everything together on her plate, and made this solid-ass fucking trap song. So I don't doubt his talent. Like, dude is talented, but, like, so is R. Kelly. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, you can drop a fire album, but it's just like, and it's like, and like I said, what's kind of fucked up is the idea of where, you know, it's, it's, it's confusing as fuck. First of all, I would like to say one thing which I love. I realized that the most petty songs on the album are basically Drake songs, down to yes. the flow, yes, down to the beats, yes. Like it's even they take the like the forty, you know, the forty fucking idea of where they take like Chipmunk Soul, speed it up a little bit, drop it in sparingly, and have trap hi hats. Like it's such a, it's such a like like, and it's like it's like I guess if you got to be a petty fucking fuckboy, the Drake has set the lane for that, a hundred percent. And the thing that's weird is the idea of where. Like, it's, it's just like, okay, it's just like, I, I, like you said, I get it. After fucking song 10, I get it. But it's, you, you're here, again, on a high quality level, you know, I, 
I don't know who produced it, but work was put in. But this is like, but like, I, I get that it's quality work, but why do you think the world needed it? And what's depressing is the idea of where you expect it. Like, I felt like there wasn't even a theme because, all right, so I guess the idea is at times he's like saying that, you know, he ain't shoot her. At times he's saying that, you know, he's, be, you know, he's, he's going at these targets who are random, like J.R. Smith. <laughs> Jojo, dude, Jojo is getting all types. <laughs> like, like, I get you're mad. Like, I'm, I, like you just hear mad at everybody on Twitter. Like, and then, and then you, then he, then you have a song saying how you know, you know, protecting black women. But then you have a song saying how Chris Brown's also fucking this and is, you know, like it's like it's it's like it's it's almost scatterbrained yeah. in its approach. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, yeah, no, it, it's, it's it's super crazy. Poor JoJo, by the way. Yeah, poor like, JoJo. Jo- like, JoJo damn, did bro. not deserve those shots. <laughs> um, and, and I guess it was just mainly because, like, um, when, it, when it came out, like, there was a feature with JoJo that apparently had, like, millions of streams, and JoJo removed Tory Lanez from that feature. Um, and, like, Tory Lanez is, is, is bitter about that because JoJo then said, like, hey, like, I don't like what you did, whatever. Uh, but poor JoJo, she got she making a comeback. She had crazy, crazy life. Industry like fucked her over. Um, yeah. Come on, son. And he uh, shots at a big button. Like it's 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 weird uh, because like Chance the Rapper, Chance like, the Rapper, and it's just like it's this Asia doll. It's like what are we doing? So obviously he's just there stewing in his little fucking you know. Out in, out in Canuck worlds, just just going to fucking Twitter, just writing names down, pissed. And it's like I said, it's where I get confused is okay, cool. You feel like you're innocent, then make your case. Go out there and make your case. But you're not gonna make your case by shouting out Chris Brown. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what are we doing? You're not gonna make your case by being fucking petty and then spending like four or five songs just going at your quote unquote haters who rightfully so if if somebody Kurt that's like you know a rapper got shot by somebody a female got shot on some fucking massage noir shit they'd be pissed it's just not and then, then you, there's a love song <laughs> to make it like what are we doing it just sounds like insane and 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 I think for me what kind of gets depressing is again he's talented it's just like, what's wrong with black men? Why can't you just have an album talking about like you're sorry? Like, why can't you just be like, yo, my bad? Like, I like if and the thing is, it, it's so weird where I'm a little confused even at his defense because, all right, cool, you quote unquote didn't do it, but it's, this is not JFK. What's the grassy no? Like, there was one gun. <laughs> it's your gun. Somebody got shot. They they said you shot them. So it's just like, where is this? Go go thirteen ass assassin in the fucking window somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know it's just kind of like, oh well, no, I haven't been charged with anything, so there you go. <laughs> and I'm come, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, yeah. so, so yeah, it, it, it's really kind of crazy. Like here, here's some here's here, here's some Tory facts for y'all. Some Tory, Tory facts. facts. Uh, so Megan is lying on him. It's her people trying to tear the young lovers apart. <sighs> Megan is his black queen, you know, and like the people don't want to see Megan with a thug. That's what it is, you know. Uh, and then Canadian but, thug, <laughs> Canadian thug. Um, also, Megan was mad that Tory Lanez was apparently trying to get fresh with Kylie Jenner, so <sighs> that's why Megan mad. 
And I'm like, okay. Uh, uh, he's 5'7", not 5'3". Oh, that's why... That actually, that's my favorite part of the album, where he continuously <laughs> insists he's not short. Like, out of all this... <laughs> What hurt him the worst is how dare you imply that he's a short person. His money stacks are big. It doesn't make a difference. How my, thighs, my height is. My thighs are in heaven. Oh, he, he, he is 5'7". For the record. For the record. Update that Wikipedia. Because <laughs> he's 5'7". Oh. Um, he wasn't deported. He's just in quarantine. Okay, so doing some, some social distancing apparently. Uh, couldn't social distance that gun. Um, <laughs> here's the biggest one: cancel culture was invented by white people, and or white Illuminati uh, to bring the black man down. And any publication or any any jur- like journalist who like who's at him is just backed by white money. Uh, and then you know he loves black women. His baby mom is a black woman. <laughs> His he mama got, he got, is a black woman. <laughs> <sighs> and that's the th- and, and like it's uh, it's just like I don't care if you do bad. Actually, no, I do obviously care if you do bad, but at least fix it correctly. So cool. You love black women. Make it a big black woman apology album. But, but where I get confused is like I said, is is there's no real coherent theme except for the fact of I ain't do it, y'all haters are trying to take me down. And it and it's weird because like I said, it's I think there was an opportunity here. And again, I'm not going to say, and I get it. Look, at the end of the day, he's somebody where effectively you all hate him, and rightfully so. So I kind of get the idea of where, in his mind, the only thing he can do is kind of just deny, 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 go into offense, per se. But I'm just throwing it out there. After all these men are kind of getting caught doing fucked up shit, Particularly as a black man, particularly as a black man who has a nerve to kind of try to put in some pro-black woman shit into the record itself, maybe the way they kind of tackle this would have been some self-awareness, some 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 like, hey, maybe I fucked up, maybe maybe I should, maybe I've got anger management issues, maybe I need to go to therapy, maybe I need to. It's just weird where, like I said, what kind, of, and it goes back to the idea of where what's fucked up about fucking like the way the world is, is that as opposed to him acknowledging his fucking sins, acknowledging what he did, he's just going to be an asshole guy about it. And it's just like, fuck, this is, there was an opportunity here. Cause again, he's talented. So like if he took those songs and, and changed them around and made it like apologetic, it could have been like a word turning point for the culture. Like it's you, I've never really heard like an apologetic, like, like a, like whenever these things kind of flare up, you never really hear a, like a real, my bad song, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or an album. Yeah. And it's just like, it's kind of sucks where he just does some fuck boy shit where it's like, it's all you, she lying on me, yada, yada, yada. And it's just like, it's a, it's not even like, like I said, it'd be one thing if it was some shit where he had some new crazy shit. It's just like, it's like you ain't shoot her, but like w- who did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. The, the 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 sad thing about the situation is, you know, it's it's pretty much he said she said, right? Like, there's no video evidence that we know of. There's no like, there's not a lot going on. I mean, I guess there is video evidence where Megan Thee Stallion was bleeding, so like some blood, something happened, right? No, no, yeah, agree. Um, but I, and, I make and, the argument he had it. So, he, there was one gun on the scene, and it was his. I mean, oh no no like like yeah. I'm not saying like I'm not saying he's he's innocent but I'm saying like he's trying to ride this whole, oh I see a point yeah yeah this whole like tr- doubt train as long as he can yeah um, I, got a point. I mean I 
I feel like it's probably something where he, to be honest, he was probably high off his gourd and yeah. he just didn't 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 know what he was doing. And he, he, he I, don't, I don't I don't know, like you know. Um, but either way, it's just, it's something where I mean, this is one of the most bizarre stories of 2020 in a, a year of bizarre stories. True. Um, but yeah, it's 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 something where you, you like, again like like just just slow down, chill. Okay, we get it. Um, the Registone Podcast, backed by the White Illuminati, because we're, <laughs> we're hating on you. God, I, God, I wish. Um, I, I want that Illumina, those Illuminati dollar, oh, dollars. Oh, like I told, like I saw that man. Uh, if you, you put me on to that Supreme Court with them dollars, I'm Clarence Thomason all the way out, bro. All the way out. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, it, it, it's it's just really sad to see because I, I I do feel like you know he talked about Chris Brown. But at least Chris Brown, even though I don't think it was genuine, at least he was like apologetic, right? He tried to be like it was staged, right? It was a staged apology. But at least he like went that route because he had good people that said, "Yo, you need to go on Larry King and like apologize, whatever." Uh, and this dude's like, and you know, Chris Brown in later years has been kind of on his Tory Lanez fuckboy shit. But you didn't even have that like fake apology round you just skipped over that <laughs> yeah and, and to straight into the fuck boy um <laughs> you know so it's it's yeah yeah like i said it's it's something where and then i kind of threw it out there like i was, I was talking to my fiance about it where i was just like hey you know you had a, and again i'm not gonna compare obviously the talents but you had somebody like you know marvin gay here my dear where, you know, he basically made it because fucking he had to pay fucking, like, whatever deal they made with his wife. And he was abusive, too. But he found a way to kind of make an album where it's just like, hey, you know, I'm floored. Like, again, it's it's the idea is, like, if, if you've got if you got to force us, if you, if, you, if you try to force us on the world, this piece of art, like, and then you've got this kind of talent, at least try to make a bet. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, it's, it's like at least Chris Brown for a half second was like, I got to put something out there. I just can't let this ride. What he did afterwards, it is what it is. But at least there's a period of time. And, and like I said, what's fascinating is the idea of where, you know, he's talking about Chris Brown. He's talking about fucking J.R. Smith. He's talking about the haters. He's talking about this. It's like there's never a moment there where he acknowledges, like there's no self-awareness there. There's a couple yeah. of things of where, oh, my bad if I made you feel, if I hurt you. Like vague, like, you know, the, the same shit you get from all fuckboys. Like, sorry for of fucking course. your friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, all right, yeah, I guess that's the bare minimum. And like I said, it, it's this weird because you had there was there was an opportunity here to at least make amends. I mean, like I said, it's 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 something where I think there was a place here where he could have been. And again, I don't say a leader per se, but hey, it would have been in a change where somebody was on some like, look, you know, acknowledge that they were wrong. You know, somebody who's got somewhat of a profile, big celebrity case, acknowledge that they were wrong and try to do the work. And like you said, we skipped all those steps and we we're straight into fucking. You know, just fuckboyism. And I get it. Like, you know, deny, deny, deny. Hopefully you get a couple of fucking opportunities there. And, you know, you kind of play that word level for, you know, where Chris Brown is still relatively popular before the big fucking uh, federal blowback on R. Kelly where he was still able to cut records and make some money. I kind of get the, the the business music side of it, but it's fucking disheartening. That's all. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And in other fuckboy news... Oh yes, it's been it's been very 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 fuckboyish. Um, so long story short, a personal favorite of the podcast, Takashi Six Nine, <laughs> the King of New York, the King of New York, 
Uh, as usual, September 9th, I believe, was going to drop his big record title tales. So he's out there doing interview, trying to drum up fucking support for it. And at that time, I kind of remembered because I remember a year ago, was it? Was it? Was, it was a year ago, right? When he came out. When was it? I can't remember. When? Oh, uh, was Trolls this year? This is about apocalypse. Everything is one big fucking. Yeah, I was gonna say like uh, yeah. I it was this year. Uh, he this came year, out. it was this year. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. age fucking five years. But anyway, oh, I remember when he came out. And it was all the hubbub, and he broke all these streaming records, and people were on something like, yeah, you know, the, the streets don't make a difference, and he's out here, and you guys all suck. And in my head, I'm just like. All right, I kind of get, again, going back to the idea, everybody loves a car crash, but where's the longevity there? So I remember we were discussing earlier where I sent you a New York Times article because he was, you know, he's big enough where his album's coming out, he's doing the press run, and he sat there for a New York Times interview, which, as we discussed, is probably the most <laughs> assassinated. <laughs> it was just like all the pushbacks. And I, like I said, I wasn't mad at it, long story short. See, I, I was actually mad at it. Like, I, I, I felt like it was very out of line. Um, so Joe Coscarelli, who's the, the New York Times, like, pop music reporter or whatever, uh, conducted this interview. And, you know, I, you know, look, I've done, like, a, you know, probably, like, 50, 60 interviews of artists on Cal Sessions. And, like, I never come at artists sideways. Because I feel like that's, like, pretty much wrong even when i was doing an interview with like an artist i didn't really care for i kind of was trying to find like a deeper meaning into the art right like there's sometimes like i'll I'll have to do an interview for like you know some like trap rapper and i not not saying i didn't care about it but it's just kind of like okay cool i'm not really a fan of your music but i want to try to figure out like an angle right a spin right um but Joe Coscarelli, I, I, I feel like when you ask people, when you say straight up, like, your new single is not as good as compared to your old singles. <laughs> when you say straight up, what does your mother think about the life you choose? <laughs> those are, those, I mean, those are messed up questions, right? Those are, those are really, truly messed up questions. Um, and you have me out here actually sympathizing with 6ix9ine. I think 6ix9ine actually did a really good job of handling those questions and kind of like, you know, he could have been like, fuck this interview and walk out, right? Which I, I, I feel like most artists might do that, actually. When you say like, oh, my, your new single is not as good as your old two, your, your, your previous work, right? Which is the case for a lot of artists, unfortunately. Um, I would, I, pr- I probably would have walked out. I probably would have said, like, fuck you, New York Times, and walked out, right? Not <laughs> some he Trump shit. for the interview. <laughs> Fake <Yeah>. news. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's disrespectful. It's, it, I, I say, I will say that, like, Joe Coscarelli was being disrespectful. Um, and 6ix9ine was, I feel like, I wouldn't say polite, but answered every question. And answered every question with, like, a, you know, when he was like, oh, like, don't you ever want to make, like, real hip-hop? You know? And, like, 6 9 is like, do you know who I am? Like, like <laughs> I make, like, meme party hip-hop, right? Like, you wouldn't want to listen to fucking, you know, what do you say? Like, you wouldn't li- want to listen to, like, ACDC when you're trying to, like, like listen to R&B or some shit like that. Like, he, he like, put it in a way that, w- that was logical and made sense, right? He put it in a way where it's like, 
you're not like listening to me when you're trying to like you know to to bed down a girl or to be conscious. I'm not that dude, right? And it's funny too because like he like Joe Costarelli asked like this this article about Tupac, and I remember like Six Nine like plays a Tupac song and says like this oh this is a Tupac song like I'm nothing like this dude or something like that, right? Like whips out his iPhone and plays a Tupac song. Like I I feel like I, you know. I actually kind of admired Six Nine. I want to get doxxed again. Yeah, Jesus, uh, two for two, two for two. Uh, for getting for, just for holding his own, right? Because like I said, I, I felt like the the, the the tone of that interview was disrespectful. And I, I see your point, but I, I'll t- you ready ready for these bars? The problem it was disrespectful is the idea of where you're looking at it from the respect of an artist. You're somebody where you've got your creative passion, so do I. We we know what it is to create something out of nothing, right? So you sit there, and it's like, who who are we to sit there? Oh, I guess this whole podcast is about us judging. But generally, <laughs> who are we to judge? <laughs> but the problem here, and I, I think where it gets interesting is, and what I found fascinating is the idea of where... The reason why it was disrespectful is if Takashi Six Nine is an artist. What's fascinating about his answers was the fact of where they weren't artist answers. It was like you said, it's like I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not Tupac. You know, I make silly songs. You know, like it's, it's almost, it's, it's. He speaks to it very much like a businessman, and I think that's where I had kind of an issue with it. Where okay, cool. You know, like you said, that was a very blunt question. Like, you know, your trolls was not good as your old shit or whatever. And then as opposed to being like, again, walking out, saying, fuck you, yada, yada, yada. His counter argument was basically it was a number one song. So that proves that, you know, the the industry is rigged because my better songs didn't go number one. So it's even then, like I said, that was a weird kind of answer. And I think what's kind of funny is and, and my, it's it's the idea of where. You've got somebody where when he came out, they were like, it's horrible for the culture. We've got a snitch running everything, yada, yada, yada. My thing is the fact of controversy only sells so much. At the end of the day, you have to have substance. And when I read that interview, yeah, it was fucked up from the perspective of an artist. He was answering those questions because he was in PR mode. He's somebody where it's like, you know, New York Times is talking to me. I can't leave. And I think what kind of sucks about that is I don't think he even cares enough about his art to even notice like, like the guy is being very sideways at him. He's on some like, well, fuck it. You know, you asking me this fuckboy question. I'm going to answer, you know, I'm going to and, like, and the thing is, you said, it's, they are well-formulated answers, yeah. but you, like it, it's, he doesn't even have the, again, by, it's like his music is so like disposable. And I say this as somebody where those earlier singles before he, like Gummo and shit, those are great. I remember I was like, oh, look at this little idiot outside of fucking case. I live like around the corner of these houses. So you've got these fucking brownstones. With like fucking just quickly gentrifying of like these old black grandmothers, and suddenly he got this dude out here, this little fucking five foot dude with fucking gang colors and all his homies. So I'm just like, wait a minute, I kind of know these blocks. These blocks aren't that thick, and you know, it, I'm not mad. It's fucking, it's is that weird amped up trap shit where it's good for the gym, get you riled up. There's a thousand SoundCloud tracks that came out that are like that. You know, what I'm saying I'm not gonna hate. But I think at the end of the day, you have to have a little bit more. And and all he's doing is kind of trolling. And I, and I think kind of like, you know, the fact of trolls went number one, but dropped like a brick afterwards. Tattletail didn't even go number one because Big Sean came out and it bricked afterwards. Is the idea of where you could troll, but you have to have some kind of substance. And there's nothing there. And I think the interview was fascinating because, like I said, it was very darts at him. But he kind of went with it because I don't think even he considers himself a real artist. 
<laughs> He's just a marketer. Yeah, no, I, yeah like, like, and, and I, I don't know. Like, I rather somebody. You know, cause I, I think he, he, he's a living, breathing fucking meme, right? And that's, that's all it is. And the music and, you know, the, the IGs and the image, it's like it's all con- tied and connected together, right? And the music is, like, probably not weighted as high as, like, the IG streams and the fucking, <laughs> you know, like whatever. And, and again, like, I'm not, I, I'm not a Takashi 69 fan. I think he, he's had, like, Gummo is a, is a great New York hip-hop track. Um, but, you know, outside of that, I'm not listening to him. Uh, but I, I'd rather have somebody who knows exactly who they are than somebody who's, like, who's trying to, like, you know, we were talking about this before, like, like people trying to game the system to get more streams, right? <laughs> you know, like, like I, I rather, you know, and look, like you have somebody like Lil Uzi Vert, right? Who I wouldn't say he's a meme rapper, but you know, his earlier work was very much like him trying to be a Philly street rapper, right? He was trying to be Meek Mill. He gets more numbers being Lil Uzi Vert, right? So I, I, I feel like. Compared to that, Takashi Six Nine seems to be authentic through and through. He's just like a crazy Ooh. ass dude. I applaud this take. Um, this is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, Ooh. I'm just saying, like evil like, stone, like, nice. I, I, I'm just saying, like, like he, you know, because because even when like they're bringing up things around his past, and you know, he was basically, you know, like he got convicted of of sexual acts with a 13 year old, which is really terrible. Um, also, uh, you know, uh, assault. Like he's just kind of like, yes, I've, I've done those things and atoned for them. Like I've apologized, which is way more than Tory Lanez, by the way. Um, wow. <laughs> Sad, but true. Um, I don't know. I'm like, like, like I, I feel like I don't know what people expect from six, nine. Right. And I kind of feel like, why go after like go after six nine? You probably should go after like the meat, like the culture, right? Like and, and the culture, the culture is lifting six nine up. Like these thirteen and fourteen year old kids are lifting six nine up, not like six nine himself. Like six nine, it would be nothing without like TikTok and IG and like that whole like subculture. And you know, look, I'm I'm a I'm an older man now. I'm forty years old now, so. Um, I don't understand it, um, but I'm probably not going to go at, at it. Like, I just don't have the time and energy. Like, you know, and I'm not going to expect tick, like uh, six nine to make a four four four. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to expect like <laughs> him to drop everything and, it's not talking and make about a, uh, <laughs> Tesla stock and shit. <laughs> yeah, and, like, and make a like a, a butterfly album, right? Like, I I don't see that happening. And I don't understand why we need to force him to do that. Like the world really doesn't need that. <laughs> you got a point, I bow. Um, and he asked, it, like he asked, like straight up. And I'm just like, no, I, I don't need that. From hip hop doesn't need like a four 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 album, like a Pimp a Butterfly album from you know fucking like it was written from Takashi Six Nine. <laughs> like we we don't. That would be awesome <laughs> though, man. He's just there talking about the the tri- the, the no Wi Fi. <laughs> He's like, my TikTok account's not working. Got shut down by the TikTok cops. <laughs> Shadow bands. You know, I got, I got all the all the song topics for him. But, yeah, no, I see your point. It's, it's just the weirdness of, like, you know, 
I don't know. Like I said, I, I maybe I, I I am being very old man yelling at clouds, aren't I? I, I see that point. It, it's just the idea <laughs> of where you, you kind of. I grew up in the era where even our trolls, even your fifty cents, has some artistic merit. I feel mm. like these youngins, these youngins are out here trolling without no troll. Who ever paid troll do, troll dues? I don't know. But it's just the <laughs> idea of where, like I said, is this the crass? The crass PRism and there's no substance. Like I said, it's 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 something where like I I, I it's I was ho- was hoping for again like you said maybe I actually no I am a fool I was hoping for something more out of six nine I, I think at the end of the day and even mm-hmm. your artistry and it's the idea of where wow like you know at least I grew up in the era where you might talk a lot of cash shit but at least you drop a hot album you don't even have that yeah, shit true here. yeah true mm-hmm. and on that note what else do we have on our list? Uh, we should probably go in the new music, fam. Yeah, sure. It's, we, 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 we wasted a lot of our time talking about Mr. Lanez. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, on my on my on my on my side, what I've been listening to recently is a lot of Griselda, which I've been listening to a lot actually in general. It, it kind of fits, you know, those the, those, those weird off kilter, dark fucking sample beats and. You know, people talking about people talking about, but just like basically that 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 Raekwon era beautifulness of the street tales that Griselda does so well. I've been kind of listening to a lot of that. Uh, Conway dropped an album a couple of weeks ago, which was solid. Not my favorite, but pretty solid. But uh, the one I want to talk about is basically Armani Caesar, who's basically a new assignee, female rapper. Which I hate saying female rapper, but that's the way the world is. But uh, dope as shit, because not to be funny, they got uh, Griselda's basically a bunch of, and I'll say, quote-unquote, old dudes in their 30s, quote-unquote. So it's kind of cool, the fact of where they're getting young talent and young dope talent. Like, she just shows up there, spits a little bars. He, she fits well in that world. It's a dope little record, 25 minutes long. Highly recommend you play it. Um, yeah, and that's about it. Like I said, it, it's if you're looking for, I feel like, I feel like this year has been... A really big year for female MCs actually finally getting recognition they always kind of deserved. So it's cool to kind of have somebody doing this like East Coast dark revivalism and having a female MC kind of embrace that and do well in that kind of corner. So props to her. Word, word. Uh, cool. Yeah. So, so for me, I've actually listened to a few albums. Um, so uh, our, our friends at uh, Salt dropped a new uh, surprise album oh. this this week. Um, and look, if you know me, you know I'm a huge Salt fan. Um, I think it's it's a really interesting concept, and I feel like it's also it's just a very now that I know exactly who are the like the three members are, which is Inflow, who is a producer of London, who does a lot of work with like. Michael Kiwanuka, uh, and also like like Jungle, a couple other artists. Um, shout out to Michael. Yeah, for, shout for out to Michael. The, that uh, Mercury Music Prize. Yeah. Get that Mercury Music Prize money. Um, so yeah, it's Inflow. It's Kid Sister who who knew that she had this in her. She was kind of <laughs> like this whole like kind of like hipster rapper back in the day. Back in the day means like ten years ago. Um, and then it's Cleo Soul, who's a really cool R&B singer, I believe out of London as well. Um, and this is their first, fourth project. Um, their, their, their previous three projects have been great, but there is a pattern. They, they drop like one album, which is amazing. And then they drop a follow up that, which is like 
you know, I wouldn't say not amazing, but like definitely not as good. And then they drop another album, you know, that's amazing. <laughs> and now that we're at, we're back at the follow up, um, which is I wouldn't say not as good, but I, I I think it's just you know, and again like shout out to Cosmo Baker who like spilled all the tea on this whole project. Like usually like they record these albums in about like three or four days, maybe a week. So I'm sure they have like tons of these albums just like sitting, sitting around and, and the quality for the most part doesn't show up until like this album. I feel like this album, I wouldn't say it, it had all of the DNA of the previous albums. It just didn't hit as hard. And I think like their last album that dropped in June, which is untitled Black Is, hit very hard. Um, probably one my my favorite albums of the year. It'll definitely probably end up in my top five. And twenty twenty's been a pretty good year for music albums, so that's a crowded top five. Um, this one, it, it definitely felt like a B side. Um, there's some some really cool kind of like tracks on there. Um, that I thought they were, they were like, I don't know, just like really interesting. Um, but, you know, it was a little bit groovier. They're experimenting more with some more like dancer, dance beats, like yeah. things like that. But I don't know. I, I, I feel like I wish they would have let um, their their previous album from this year just ride a little bit more. Because that one, I think, was extremely powerful um, and just extremely kind of uh like monumental and just to have i feel like it's such a, that's such so high on the mountaintop to have this follow-up come so quickly after um i just i don't think i was mentally ready for it so i'm gonna give i'm gonna give it a few more spins um i'm gonna give it a few more spins i'm not gonna count it out i think i still think they're a really interesting project a really cool band um you know i'm always uh here for new soft music but uh let's just say it hit different Oh, no, I, I, I kind of, and I feel bad because I know a lot of people, they said, like, this is their favorite Salt album. I think it's like, I'm with you. I think what? I, I, yeah, no, that's the thing. I think I'm with you. I think it's the idea of where, like, that record earlier this year was so, like, it, it was such a well, like, it, it was topically, it was dope. Musically, it was different. It just came out at a perfect time that it's hard to have that objectivity because, I guess it's not like it's not like they're playing fucking kazoos. You know what I'm saying? Like musically, like the ideas here, or it's not like again, they they have not fallen off. It's just that it it didn't hit me the same way that record hit me. And I think, like I said, it's the idea of where it could be fatigue. It could be because I could be because I'm fucking fatigued. Because goddamn, the apocalypse is fucking tiring. (laughs) It's just the idea of where like it's. Maybe it's it's like I said. I just think it's the idea of where too much too soon, and and it could be something where because like I'm and it's gonna sound a word. I'll make this allegory. I can remember like when fucking Kid A came out in Amnesiac, where it's like you know this Kid A shit is awesome. I mean, oh, but, yeah. it's, but it's Amnesiac. It's ah uh, all right, and then it's like now people yeah. kind of view them kind of the same. Where it's like Kid A was the groundbreaker, but Amnesiac is definitely not. <laughs> you know, it's right there, and I and I think it's that where it's just too much too soon. I think I have to give it a couple of listens also. I think I have to kind of separate. You know. It's hard. It's 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 a big issue of any artist. It's like, all right, I dropped some dope shit. I don't want to repeat myself, but you know, I want to do something. You know, I, I want to put out more shit, and it's always it'll always get kind of compared. And like yeah. you know, they had a, they had a fantastic debut. 
They dropped a very timely protest album. I think anything they kind of do will get compared to those two high points. And I think that it's not necessarily a case of the music not being there. It could be the listener. Like I said, I fully admit it. Like I, I gave it one listen. Didn't go back to it. I'm going to go back to it again. It's, I didn't hear anything on there that didn't offend me. It, like I said, it's still high quality, like R&B, you know, for a little bit of, like you said, a little bit dance there, a little bit of fucking Afrobeat. Very high quality, but it didn't hit the same. And I think that's more, like I said, it's, I think it's, I don't know if I could say it's them. I think it's us. I think, like I said, I've, I've heard too many, too many people praise the album where I think it's just my ear fatigue as opposed to it being a quote unquote lesser album. Yeah, no, definitely. And, 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 you know, to be honest, too, like, like the, the, the info I said about, like, the makeup of the band, it's not, like, public. I mean, it's public, right? It's, uh, hopefully, I, I didn't dox anything, right? But <laughs> I do think, like, the mysterious nature of things, it hurts with getting traction with them because um, I feel like people, they need, like, visuals, right? They need, like, the Tiny Desk concert. They need, like, the, you know like whatever just to connect to the music and we don't have that here and you know like sometimes i wonder if like them them kind of being mysterious is doing them a disservice um because i do think that that you know their their album uh untitled black is should have been heard by more listeners and should have been like like been that sentimental album of the year that everybody talks about but they don't get a lot of press and they, they don't get a lot of traction even within like the the cool uh, music community, um, there's a lot of people who who still haven't heard of them. Um, so so I think too, like to put out a follow up so quickly, um, it might just be diluting their brand a little bit. Um, but that's just me thinking out loud. Um, like I said, I'm gonna give it another listen. I'm a huge fan. I've been a fan since day one. I I, I love what they do. Um, I'm hoping they like play Afropunk or something like, you know, even if they like, you know, do it all like dressed up in like, you know, eyes wide shut Illuminati suits, <laughs> you know, and can't like, take cloth I, Illuminati suits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like the people need this, you know, I, I feel like they need this. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, and then the, the other uh, album, I'll just say just quickly, uh, the new Action Bronson album, Only for Dolphins. Um, which, <laughs> that title. Which, which is great. That, that title. That title. Um, I, look, I'm, a huge, I'm not going to say I'm a huge Action Bronson fan, um, but the dude knows how to pick good beats and write really good rhymes towards him. And that's what this is. Like, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything groundbreaking here. There's no new sounds. The beats are like, the, in production, they're pretty lush. Um, not, not, I mean, not really boom bappy, like, just very kind of like laid back. Um, and it's just action Bronson rapping, probably like at his kitchen table or something. You know, like, it, it feels like very relaxed. Like, every out, every track is like two minutes long, you know? <laughs> um, and you know it's just kind of like I don't know like like I I like this follow up too uh, from Lambo Rice from last year that was also a solid track I just feel like uh, and you we were saying this before the podcast he has his fans he knows like what he's doing he's kind of in cruise control um, you know and I can't be mad so yeah no it's, only for dolphins only for dolphins no and the thing is I'm I'm kind of mad I missed it I, I like Action Boston too it's. You know, going back to the idea of being an artist, sometimes we ask them to reinvent the wheel, 
at the same time, if they're doing what they're doing and it's doing well and they make good songs out of it, I'm, I'm cool for it also. And like I said, it's Action Bronson's been Action Bronson for like many years now. You know what to expect. And I like the idea of where like I'm going to put an Action Bronson and he's not going to sit there and talk about, you know, fucking, you know, the the world's politics. It's, a, it's escapism. In, in the Action Bronson world, it's about fucking eating great food and smoking lots of weed. And, and chilling, you know what I'm saying? And like, there's a space for that. You know, currency is like that. You know, Wiz Khalifa is like that. There's there's a lane of rappers who just who just kind of set a vibe that you expect. And I'm not mad at Bronson doing that. Also, like, I'm a fan. So yes, yeah, so I'm gonna check yeah. that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. And that's about it for Reg and Stone. As I go back to you know lobbying for my Supreme Court position, I'll be out there. You know, basically. I guess denigrating Black Lives Matter. What does a conservative do nowadays, anyway? Just besides hating on everything. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much it. And and oh, you know. forgot about fascism. I love fa- fascism is awesome. Oh yeah, you know yeah. Uh, Antifa. You know uh, Antifa. And, and making sure we have all of our guns. Yes, guns, guns. Antifa sucks, and uh, Black Lives are. I mean. All, all, all lives matter. All, all, all lives, lives matter. All my. I see I'm fucking up already. I could get this grift going. I'm gonna get this Some grip bullshit. going. I'm gonna call Candace Owens, ask for fucking advice. I'm gonna get get my this new career path popping. Oh, here's what you have to do. You have to be like uh, what Charles Barkley did today. He's like, I I see how the cops could shoot Breonna Taylor. You know, because like, you know, you shoot at a cop and you're dealing some drugs. That's what you gotta do. You gotta <laughs> you gotta like do a bunch of like crazy ass lies and or what about isms uh to protect the cops so, so i have to basically blue bring lives myself, matter blue lives matter I go back into the mentality of when i was like 10 trying to dodge my parents <laughs> like hey <laughs> hypothetically if it was my little sister who did so and so so and so so and so thus the chips ahoy is we're eaten by a bear <laughs> Whatever works, fam. Whatever works. works. Anyway, as usual, guys and gals, please be safe out there. We joke, but shit is real. Shit is very real. real. So um, we want y'all to be safe. Make sure your loved ones are safe. Vote. Vote. Do whatever you can to fix this world. Because we've got to pass it down to the generation behind us. And we've got to to stop the bleeding. Got to stop this shit. Yeah, make this world a better place, goddammit, for you and me. <laughs> Tomorrow will bring. Don't make me sing. I will sing and ruin many eardrums by my horrible singing. <laughs> That's my fucking final threat, because Lord knows. Oof, it's rough. But um, yes, y'all stay safe. We love y'all. Reggie Stone is out. Peace. Peace. Peace.